Welcome to the Dr. Francis Miles podcast. Dr. Miles will share prophetic words, insights, and revelation about some of the toughest topics in the Bible. Dr. Miles also has a healing ministry, birthed out of his own powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and has seen many set free through his crusades and meetings. Tune into today's episode and be blessed by a fresh take from this anointed minister of the gospel. Well, listen, we, last Sunday we began a powerful two-week series. So this is the conclusion of our series on the law of dominion and territory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, if you did not watch last Sunday service, it's archived right here on, a, uh, on our YouTube channel, uh, Francis Mouse Church Online YouTube channel, or Francis Mouse International. We have two channels here. Uh, you, that we put the, that you can watch it on both places, praise God. And also on the side, Francis Mouse, uh, chatonline.com, you can watch this in, in, uh, uh, when it goes live uh, in that side as well. Praise the Lord. So we began to dissect Genesis 1, 26 to 27. So we're going to continue from there and add some more scripture as we authenticate the power of the law of dominion and territory in our life and give you some real examples uh, in real time while this law of dominion and territory is so very important for you to understand if you are going to live in the efficacy of what you are created to be and do for God's kingdom. Praise God. So the Bible says this in Genesis 1 uh, and verse 26 to 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, uh, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. My God. So man is given the mandate of dominion. The word dominion comes from the Hebrew word mamlaka, which literally means to rule, to have rulership, to be kingly. It also means to be royalty. It also means to have a kingdom. And so this is what they are given. They're not given a religion uh, because they're already connected to God. You don't need a religion when you have a relationship with God. You know, but, but, but what they wanted, what God gave them was a kingdom. The ability to govern the affairs of this new terrestrial realm, terrestrial realm called earth. And like I said on, on, on last Sunday, that the word let them, those two words, let them change the relationship between God and man. Deliberately, God did it this way. The word let them locked out God and any other spirit from operating in the world of men without seeking the legal permission of somebody who lives on earth with a terrestrial body. This is essentially the law of dominion or the law of territory, which means earth is the territory of men. 
That's why we, around the world, you know, you see men running things. Yes, the devil is, is, is also in play, and God is moving in the same space by those of us who are allowing God to move in our world. But the truth is, earth is the world of men. That's why recently we saw the meeting of the, G, of the G7 nations. I believe America was there, the President of America, Joe Biden was there. Uh, uh, different leaders, uh, uh, Prime Minister Boris Johnson. You did, not, you did not see an angel. You did not see a celestial being coming out of the G7 to address men on public policy. Why? Because earth is the world of men. And until we recognize that and begin to take responsibility to what we are doing to our planet and understand what is broken about in our world is broken because of us. That's real. You want to talk about real power? Real power begins with you taking ownership of, your mis of, of the fact that you've mismanaged your dominion mandate. We have mismanaged our stewardship authority over the planet earth. You see, God gave us dominion, mamlaka, over this earth. But what he never gave us was ownership of the planet earth. He never gave us ownership. He gave us uh, stewardship authority. See, the relationship between uh, the law of dominion or law of territory created a very interesting symbiotic relationship between God and man. And that symbiotic relationship is the same one we find in the landlord versus the renter. You see, if you rent a house today, you rent a house, they, they give you terms of lease. The lease is how long you can live in that house. And then what rights you have within the lease. Part of what in every lease is the authority you're going to have as a renter provided you're paying the rent. So, you enter a new house, you sign the lease, you put down the deposit, you move your furniture in. The lease does not give the landlord authority to decorate your house. If any landlord does that, that's a control freak. Don't sign a lease with a landlord, a landlord who's a control freak. Run away. You're going to be miserable. Because that is the landlord who will never respect the law of territory. So the list simply wants to, this is, you know, here's what the house is. Here's what you found. You can't change what you found. You can make it beautiful. The furniture you put in your house, that's you. What vistas you can have in the house, all that stuff. So you, you enter the house, you enjoy the house. Now let's say the landlord wants to come buy the house to fix anything. You know, or to take something they forgot. If they are a true landlord who respect boundaries, they are not going to drive up in your house and just open the door when you're at your work and say, well, when you come back, you, you, you find them living in the house. What are you doing at my house? You're going to say, what are you doing at my house? Remember, they are the landlord, but you're saying, you're going to tell them, what are you doing in my house? That almost sounds strange. Because the, the truth of the matter, technically speaking, that house belongs to the landlord, but it is not. For the one year of the lease, it's no longer their home in that sense. That's why they are taking your money to give you the right to call their house your home or your territory. So by God, if they're coming to the house to, do, to fix anything or bring anything, they better call and make an appointment. 
My God, you are beginning to understand the law of territory. The law of the God did that. He says, the earth is mine and the fullness thereof. But yet, the stewardship of it, the leasing of it, has been given to men. And every lease has a term. So we have been days of coming when the Bible tells us there's coming a time when God will create a new earth and the old earth will pass away. The old lease will pass away. That means the wicked will be removed from this earth because see, the current lease includes wicked inhabitants because we are operating on the Genesis lease. That's why we can have wicked men, wicked dictators who can kill 100 people, 200 million, a, 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 I mean like, like Mao Zedong in China, kill millions of their own citizens. We can have that because we're still under the old lease. But it's coming to an end. The heaven and the earth will pass away, Jesus said. This earth. The, the writer of, of, of John, the Levitah says, I saw a new heaven and an earth. There's a new earth coming. But until then, this is the lease we enter. That earth is the word of men. Is the word of men. But in the new earth, it won't be the word of men. Because the Bible says, that I looked and I saw the new Jerusalem coming down. That's, I believe, Revelation chapter 22. And an angel cried and shouted. It was a big deal. Why? Because something is happening. The celestial and the terrestrial are coming together. He says the tabernacle of God is now among men. There will be no need for the moon and the light, the moon and the sun, because the light of, 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 the, of, 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 the, of the nations will be Yeshua. God himself will be the light. But here's, here's the deal. Until that happens, we're operating under the Adamic Genesis lease. Of dominion. We have a lease over this planet. Glory to God. What is interesting again, what I began to talk about last week or in last Sunday service, is the dominion mandate or the Mamlaka was clearly and distinctively given to two genders, male and female. So according to biblical theology and entomology, there is only two genders. Now, I'm not saying there are, not, there are not multiple genders in America. In the world, men can do whatever they do. Sinners can sin. It's what they do. That's their job. I don't hate them for it. I just get it. I understand it. But as a preacher of righteousness, as a preacher of the gospel, I can only ascribe to the template laid by the creator of all things. God. And he gave dominion, mamlakra, to the male and female. So I believe that there's a sense in which we give up our dominion when we give up our two genders. I believe there's a sense in which there's an element of dominion, if not all of it, that is lost when we deny the two genders God gave dominion to in Genesis 1 Long, 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 long before America ever became a union, God said, let them have dominion. And he called them male and female. 
be fruitful and then he tells them what he tells them as they I, he tells them now to be fruitful and multiply within this within them amlaka they have the ability to be fruitful multiply fill the earth and subdue it the word fruitful implies that man is is a walking warehouse of seed you can't be fruitful unless you are first seedful why doesn't why why doesn't god say be seedful because then there's it's implied that you are born with seed. You are born to do seed, the seed. You are born with seeds. And those seeds are they could put together. They form a nice mosaic called your destiny on earth or your purpose. So be conscious of the things that are your, your, what you're passionate about without understanding why you're passionate about orphans, why you're passionate about rescuing people from sex trafficking, why you're passionate about fashion, for instance. It could be part of your seeds of destiny that you are carrying. So you can be fruitful and multiply with that, fill the earth, subdue it, and have mamlaka over the fish of the sea, over the beds of the air, over every living thing that moves on the earth. Again, I'll say it, I'll say it one more time. In last week, I mentioned very clearly that the dominion contract God gave men for, to rule the earth, to have authority over the earth, did not include having dominion over other humans. We cooperate with other humans. Even for those like, like myself who are in leadership, those I'm leading, I'm leading an army of people who are following me voluntarily because they see a grace of God upon my life to be a spiritual father to them that they feel connected to, you know, but it's not to give up their individuality. It is not to give up their right to conscience. That's, that, that cannot be the price of following a leader. Anytime a leader demands that you pay the price of conscience, the price of violating conscience in order to follow, that is a leader who is now becoming demonic. In his, in his inner dynamics, and you need to hit the door and run, and don't even let the door hit you behind as you run from a place of leadership like this, like that. Because freedom of conscience is one of the most powerful uh, 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 signature qualities of a true apostle of Jesus Christ. They will never let you put them ahead of Jesus. They will never let you put them ahead of God. They will never let you violate your freedom of conscience in order to be a follower. But a true father will beget you in the gospel. So my fatherhood is to beget you in the gospel. Hallelujah. I am like Paul. Follow me even as I follow Christ. The moment I deviate from Christ, you have every right not to follow. You have every right not to follow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, I'm telling you, God is such a, such a great God. He's doing an amazing thing today. As he's downloading this powerful revelation. I hope you are being blessed this Sunday morning, this Sunday service. Praise God. I know it might be Sunday night for some of you, for people around the world. This is how God made this world. While others are waking up, others are going to sleep. But whenever you are hearing this message, I hope you are being blessed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now, today we're going to add one more scripture in understanding the law of dominion and territory. Psalm 116, glory to God. So Psalm 115, begin from verse 15 and then to verse 16. Then you really, really get to understand it even more powerfully. May you be blessed by, may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. May you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and earth. So God is the owner, the maker, the creator of heaven and earth. 
but he created, a, uh, he, but he separated the two words, the two worlds, the world of spirit from the world of flesh by the law of dominion or the law of territory. And he's about to show us this in verse 16. The heaven, that's the first world. Even the heavens are the Lord's. That's it. You and I as humans have no legal authority, no legal authority over heaven. We can't tell what, what God can do in heaven. We, can, we have zero authority in heaven. Zero. Zero authority in heaven. We can't bind anything in heaven. Jesus was very clear, whatever you bind on earth. He never said whatever you bind in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. So God will react. If what we bind on earth is compliant with scripture, God will join us because he knows we have no authority in heaven. So he cooperate with us. So that that which is from the celestial realm that is messing with our stewardship or authority and dominion contract can be arrested by the God of the heavens. That's what Jesus meant. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's. Glory to God. This is, cannot be more clear sense. It's not clear to me. The heavens are the Lord's. But the earth, but the earth. Now remember in the English language, anytime the word but comes on, it changes the it changes the focus of the conversation. While we have no authority on the heavens of heavens, on the heavens, they belong to the Lord. Something goes wrong in the heavens, God will fix it. Like he fixed Lucifer when he rebelled with one third of the angels. God cast him out of the heaven because that was his territory. He could do that. Don't try to help God manage the heavens. He got it. Just manage earth. But the earth, he, he God, has given to the children of men. My God. Notice, God did not give the earth to born again Christians. He did not give the earth to holy people. He gave the earth to the children of men. That's all it takes to qualify for the contract of dominion or mamlaka. All you have to do is be born, be verified as coming through a human. But this also disqualifies demons. It disqualifies fallen angels from controlling earth. Why? Because they are not children of men. They were born in celestial. They were created in celestial realms by the God-spoken word. They are the sons of Elohim from another realm. So that's why Satan, demons, they need man. You have no idea how desperate the devil needs you to cooperate with him so he can do his evil work in the earth. You refuse to cooperate with the devil. He shut out. I don't care if you didn't pray. You have more authority to operate in the world of men, even on the day you did not pray, than the devil has. He's a celestial being. 
He has to ask for permission. He has to find women, people who are willing to abdicate God and worship him. And in worshiping him, in honoring them, in bowing down to them, they give him the legal permission to operate in the world of men. That is very much possible, praise God. But other than that, he has to wait on men. This is the power God gave you and I. He gave us this powerful law of dominion and territory. I want to tell you today before I close this service that you, it is your responsibility before God to understand that you have an obligation to handle this gift of dominion God gave you with great reverence with great fear, with the fear of the Lord, knowing my God. If this is how much God honors me. Yes, this is how much God has honored you. This is how powerful you are, male or female. It does not matter. You have mamlaka. You have rulership. You are kingly. You have dominion. You have rulership over this world. This is why when God wants to deliver your family, he has to use you. Because God just needs a man. Who has got legal rights to operate on earth to say, God, if I, I, I want you. Remember, God is a genius. Even though God gave us the law of dominion, he gave us dominion, mamlaka, and set that law in motion, that spirits without bodies on earth are illegal, including God. God in his genius did something. Though he gave us complete authority, stewardship authority over the earth, he did not give us Spiritual power. Ah! Spiritual power remains in the realm of, of, of celestial, in the celestial realm. This is why witches sacrifice to the devil. Witches know this. Wizards know this. That's why they're willing to sacrifice to fallen angels, do whatever they, they want in order to acquire what they don't have on earth. Spiritual power. But we can do the same thing. This, the, the psalmist says, uh, it says in the book of Psalms, David says, God has spoken once, but twice have I heard it. Power belongs to God. So, God designed an interface that would connect, a, that would become a gate between two worlds. A legal point of entrance for spirit into the world of man and for men in the world of spirit. So this gate would allow men to access spirit realm legally, and this gate would allow, would allow spirits to access the world of men legally. This interface is called an altar. A-L-T-A-R, an altar. That's why we find the altar throughout the Bible, because it's the only legal point of entry for spirits in the world of men and for men in the world of spirit. It's an altar. It's needed. So I'm telling you today, this is why you need to attend to the altar of the Lord in your life. As a matter of fact, if you don't have an altar dedicated to the Lord in your house, what are you waiting for? Get it done. Because this is why you don't have power to deal with the demonic powers that are breaking out in your family. It is time for you to build the Lord an altar so that you can become, you can become a better steward of, of Mamlaka. Because Mamlaka, having authority is great. But you need God's power if you want to see the supernatural. See, the word supra is two words, natural 
and super. The super comes from the celestial realm. The natural comes from our realm. You bring them together, you have the supernatural. The natural and the super or the superior working together. That is how this word of God was designed. That's why I love to be a friend of God. I, I, I pay the price to be a friend of God. I, I, I attend to the author of God in my life because I want that interface to continue to happen in my life. And I become, I find the more time I spend with God, the better steward of the planet I become. The better steward of my guardianship on earth I become. The more authority I become, I have. The more power I have to help people come out of, be delivered from idols, delivered from, from witchcraft, be delivered from traumas, be healed of what kind of things. Marriages get come together because of that issue. Listen, my friend. As I conclude this powerful teaching, I want you to understand, unless you recommit your life to Jesus, you give your life to Jesus, if you have never given your life to Jesus, everything I've talked about, you cannot fully enjoy. Because you need to know God to enjoy what he destined for your life. Thank God Jesus died on the cross that you don't have to die and go to hell. You can literally be a child of God today. Like this, just like the, the, like the thief on the cross who said, who, who, who turned to Jesus and asked for forgiveness, and the Lord said to him, this very day you'll be with me in paradise. That's how great the salvation Jesus has provided. That you could be a mother, a killer. You could be the worst man on earth, a woman on earth. And God will deliver you and make you into a saint, into a single day if you give your life to Christ. Please pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, thank you for Jesus who died for me on the cross. I believe in him now. And I'm asking him to come into my heart to transform me and change me and make me into a child of God. I'm walking away from sin and coming into righteousness right now by this choice I'm making. Lord, cleanse me by the blood of Jesus and fill me with the Holy Spirit. Make me a child of God. If you have prayed that prayer, you are wonderfully and gloriously born again. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are a child of God. Please testify. Let us know at testify at francismiles.com. Testify at francismiles.com. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at francismiles.com or on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. May God bless you today and always.